0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this should be part five of five. I've never been wrong yet, but uh, one never knows, and I guess I could always do a marathon if I'm wrong. But this is on CT urography, and this is the last part of our uh, five-part series on the kidney. And CT urography is one of the hottest topics. It's something that's very important. and something you should be using in practice. There are many articles on CT urography. There are many techniques. Here's one example of uh, an article referring to it. People have done this many different ways, they've used saline, uh, push, they've used Lasix, they've done prone and supine and pressure paddles, every which way. We have a simple technique at Hopkins, we give the patient lots of water in advance of the study, kind of like doing ultrasound, this will uh, help uh, have the patient well hydrated and so when you give them the IV contrast, they'll excrete contrast very quickly, We get typically a five-minute delay. One issue with waiting too long is the contrast gets too dense in the kidneys and you get uh, problems with with, uh, partial averaging. You get all this artifact. The only change is typically when you have a UPJ obstruction evaluation. Then I'll wait about eight minutes. Occasionally you need to get delayed scans, but it 's very rare because remember, if the ureter is really dilated and obstructed, urine 's a very good contrast agent, and with IV enhancing the wall of the ureter, I can surely see the cause and location of the patient 's obstruction. If you look at just some numbers, um, it 's important to recognize that uh, the patient um, we will have a very good study. Here's an article that in 95% of cases we really get good looks at the pelvis and collecting system and um, so you really are going to get a very nice study uh, routinely. Now in terms of the uh, use of uh, ct typically we're talking about looking at transitional cell carcinomas. That's the typical thing we're looking at. Again the things you want to be careful about of course is the ability to pick up smaller tumors. That's where CT is critical. If you do not do delayed phase imaging, you're not gonna pick up these small renal cell cancers. And they make up about 10% of renal tumors. They're often multiple. Patients are a bit older. Um, it's more common in males and it's more common in smokers. It also occurs more commonly in patients with a history of analgesic abuse or carcinogens or patients with heavy caffeine consumption. Transitional cells, when they're small, are very classic. When they're larger, they could look like renal cell carcinomas or even lymphomas, METS, or even inflammatory disease like XGP. There have been a number of articles looking at transitional cell carcinomas with CT urography, and here's one article which showed basically that it can be a one-stop shop, that it can give you all the information you need and that of course makes certain that you do the study uh, very much correctly. So again, let's look at some examples. now. I mentioned to you a five-minute delay. We scan just supine. We don't do prone. You would want to roll the patient over so you get good mixing of the contrast in the pelvis and collecting systems. You can see examples like this. Here's a soft tissue mass within the renal pelvis extending into the lower pole calyces. Very nice for infiltrating transitional cell carcinoma, be it coronal or 3D display. Now, an important thing to remember is 3D mapping is critical in looking at these cases. Another example, same case, excretory phase imaging. Look at the infiltration by the lower pole calyces. You can see the amputation of the lower pole calyx. You see the mass effect. You see the mass. Very much classic for transitional cell carcinoma. Even on the axial image, you can see the process, but it shows best on the 3D mapping now we can look at many cases like this and let me show you another example i think in the axials you should recognize there's something going on in the left renal pelvis but as you follow it down uh, you can see the calyxes are now well defined something's going on but surely on the coronal display the lower pole calyces are better seen as being abnormal being infiltrated and surely when you go to the 3D map it's particularly nicely shown that you can look very nicely at the infiltration of the calyces very classic for tumor infiltration Um, the uh, tumor infiltration is really well shown Uh, again I like volume rendering you can use MIP in certain cases but volume rendering works very nicely and I'll show it to you again just a couple more images different displays. Here is more of a translucent display, but again, very nicely showing you that infiltration, all the calices are well filled out, except for that area of infiltration by tumor. So again, very, very nicely seen. And here's just a few more images, same patient, really to try to give you a feel of what we're trying to do and how important the post-processing is. So it's something you really need to be on top of yourself if you want to be able to see Uh, the tuber infiltration in these cases. So again, very, very important uh, application. Now I mentioned before, as tumors get larger, they can look like renal cell carcinoma. Here's one example, very large mass, involves the lower pole of the kidney and the renal pelvis. Again, you should be thinking transitional cell, but you know, could this be a renal cell carcinoma? It would be hard to argue against it. So, again, it's something that you would want to consider as a possibility. Now, CT urography can be done in other cases. Here's a patient's cystectomy, bladder cancer, neobladder. But the patient has hematuria. Look at the lower pole calyces on the left. The patient has infiltration of those calyces. Just a beautiful example. Now the patient has a new site of tumor, a new transitional cell carcinoma, lower pole, lower pole calyces, left kidney, very nice visualization of that, you just—it's uh, hard to get around. Just a beautiful example of that. Another case. Let's look at this example. Here's early phase imaging. You can see, as you look carefully, there's a mass in the right renal pelvis. Could you think about this being a hypovascular renal cell carcinoma? You surely can. Here it is on the axial display, very nicely shown. Um, but when you start going to the 3D maps you see the mass is enhancing slightly, but it's really best defined as in the renal pelvis. And when you start looking more carefully at that mass, you recognize that as you go to the coronal display, and then particularly in the excretory phase, look how nicely you see the mass. It sits in the renal pelvis. It's very, very classic for an infiltrating tumor very classic for transitional cell carcinoma. This is just a beautiful example of a TCC. Again, when you look at the expiratory phase in 3D, you're not going to have any issue with this being a renal cell carcinoma. In terms of the literature, there hasn't been a whole lot written. Here's one article uh, which showed that 3D was insufficient for visualization, and this is a good example of a learning lesson both for TCCs, but also for 3D imaging. That 9 cases were missed, 18 of 27 were seen, 9 were missed, but 6 were seen retrospectively. So then you would have been 24 of 27. Now this was a 4 slice and 8 slice, and we've gotten a lot better. But you see what happened in this case, the 3D images were done by the technologist, the radiologist looked at them. It brings me back to my point, you have to do the 3D yourself. There's lots of variation. Do the 2D, do the 3D. It's something you really need to do. So, let's summarize this five-part talk. We showed the critical applications of multi-phase reconstruction, whether it's in patients undergoing surgical planning, whether it's in staging tumors or planning resectability. We speak about this great quote of Roger Staubach from the Dallas Cowboys. It takes a lot of unspectacular preparation to get spectacular results. The kidneys, like many things, but the kidneys really require really good uh, attention to detail, whether it's data acquisition or data post processing. And I'll leave you with a few quotes. Here was our article in the RSNA course last year Classic applications of CT and detection of tumors and inflammatory disease are now part of the routine care, be it hospital, ER, or clinic. And with the expanding use of CT data sets, post processing will play an ever-increasing role in imaging the kidney and GU tract and is critical for really optimizing patient triage. And with that, I'll stop there and thank you very much for your attention.